Gabi Martinelli He comes from São Paulo and he plays for the Arsenal. Good morning and welcome to the Central Line. Just let you all know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham Hotspur are shit. Come on down to Highbury, you can see Thierry Henry, he is the best player you will ever see, Thierry Henry, now if you come on down to Highbury. Hello and welcome to From Dull Square to Where, and today Ryan's on his way, but we've got George with us, how are you George? I'm good thank you, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well indeed. It's great to have you back on. And Kunjan, how are you? How are you, buddy? All the way from the 254. <laughs> the, whatever that means, I'm not down with the kids. So, That's our yeah. country code. That's our country code for Kenya. It's the 254. You, <laughs> like you guys are like 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> no, no. You guys are the 4-4, four, four, so we're like the 254. <laughs> well, back at you, mate. Back at you. Or, or, or it could be Arteta's new formation. Who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never know what he might come up with tomorrow. Yeah. Might be, be uh, sort of super braining it against Liverpool coming up. But uh, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about today, and um, you know, we've got another fabulous performance um, to talk about from since we last reconvened here last last week. So. Um, I mean, first off, I'll come to you first, George. Arsenal are pretty good at football, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I haven't been, I, it's been a long time where I've been able to say this. Um, yeah, I think we've been playing really, really well recently. Um, I remember when a certain American told me to be excited. Yeah. I am excited now. Like, I actually am. Um, we're point um, ahead of the uh, Man United. I'd think who it was then. Um <laughs> And we're playing some really nice football. Like, I keep people keep telling me, oh, they don't know, understand what Arteta's way of playing football is. That's what I've had this week. And I'm like, no, no. Um, I think we're playing well. Um, I know we'll come to it um, later in the show, but I've got a lot to say about Martin Odegaard. But, um, oh, aren't we all? Yeah, um, I think I might be having a bit of a man crush. Not gonna lie. Yeah, well, you have to get back in the queue, mate, because I've had one for a little while now. Honestly, honestly yeah. It, so I'm yeah. blind, mate. I get personal, like I go first. <laughs> no, no, sorry, mate. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't pull the blindness card on me. You can't pull that on me. It was worth a try, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a, what a wonderful, what a wonderful human yeah, being he is. Just, yeah. We're so lucky to have him. We really are. Uh, yeah, I mean, couldn't you? Something. I mean, yeah, we're really rather special at the moment. I think it's something's that's been going on for a while now, but it just seems to be just getting better by the week. Really, at, at the moment, it's great, isn't it? You know, um, again, I keep saying this when we want to track back, just maybe about six, seven months back, whether or not we were playing Norwich or Burnley or Liverpool, we went into every game nervous. Every game, we were unsure whether we would take even a point out of it. Um, I remember where everyone was like, we need to make the Emirates a fortress. And even this season, early in the season, anyone who would play would be like, we hope we can win. We hope we can get three points. Now, especially whenever we're playing at the Emirates, we're, we're discussing results. We're like, 
yeah, I can see a two nil. I can see a three one. I can see a, a one nil. We're we're confident with the three points. It's just a matter of the score line now, and and we're putting away teams like Leicester, who like last season we knew like even Aston Villa, we were we were getting turned over by like the Aston Villas, the Leicesters, and now we're in such a strong position where if if I went up to you in December saying before the end of March we would be one point ahead of United with games in hand at fourth position, you'd bite my hand off and more. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll just say hello to Ryan. How how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, yourself? Yeah, very good indeed. Very good. And we've just been saying Arsenal are really rather good at football uh, now, which is, <laughs> which is lovely, isn't it? And we've got so much to talk about, I think, with regards to the... Uh, the match, um, you know, against against uh, Leicester that we had the other day, and Georgie's going to start off his man love session with Erdegaard in a short while. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've already told him that he's got to get back in the queue with, with regards to, to that one because I think we're all feeling the same with him at the moment. But uh, yeah, just some general thoughts really about how we're playing at the moment. Cause it's wonderful, isn't it? No, it is. It is beyond what we could have could have thought of this season, especially. With the transition, we are in transition still, and we're still we're still a few players away from being where we want to be competitive wise. But it's all in the right direction now. And the one thing me and yourself have mentioned over the last couple of seasons is consistency. That's what's that's what's sort of done us over every time. The lack of consistency in terms of putting a good run of results together. We're doing that now. Mm. And as I said, as I said last night, and I was saying that during my stream on Sunday. I'm getting worried for myself because I'm starting to believe that we're going to do, we're going to do it. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you need to get worried. Yeah, I know, I know. But I, I just see uh, a team that's just playing differently than what we've seen in, in the last few years. Um, without the baggage, without the sort of uh, the inferiority complex going into matches against certain teams, I just hope, that, hope more than anything that we see that tomorrow, that we don't go into to the match against Liverpool, just fearing the worst, um, you know, fearing that, you know, they are a much better team than us. It goes without saying that over the last few years, of course they are, they are a better team than us, but we're playing brilliantly at the moment. And I think current form has to count for something when you go into these games. You know, you can't just always talk about how it's been historically and how it's been over the last few years. You've got to talk about the here and now. And, I mean, George, I don't think we should go into the game tomorrow with that inferiority complex because of the way that we're playing football now and the, the, the run that we're on. I don't think we should be fearing anyone. No. Um, so, <laughs> I'm a bit torn there because the Arsenal supporter in me still worries a tiny bit. But going on past performances, uh, I'm going to put it out there, I don't think there's a better team play in the league at the moment consistently than what we're doing. Like, is it we've won nine out of ten or something like along those numbers? Uh, nine out of eleven. Nine out of eleven. We've got one draw and one one loss in that okay. in the last so, eleven. We haven't lost since we played City and that we shouldn't have lost that one either. Mm. Um Liverpool I've watched them a bit. They haven't they've won, but they've not been that impressive. Um so like Kunjam was saying before, yeah, why not? We we can. Um, if you said to me, would I take a point now? Yes. 
Um, but that is still, I don't think your Arsenal friends are going to completely eradicate that nervousness. Mm. But all I hope is what happens if, and it does sound a bit negative, but if we do lose tomorrow, mm. is that we don't see the meltdown everywhere. Because yeah. anything positive out of tomorrow's game is positive for us going in the league. Um, I don't know. I, I said this before I went to Anfield when we drew nil-nil. Everyone was saying they were going to batter us and everything. And I just I got to Anfield and I was like, the feel around the stadium, I don't think they are. Um, and tomorrow, if Saka's fit, because I haven't seen Arteta's conference today, because um, like, surprised Leicester didn't get done for GBH the amount of times they were battering him on Sunday. Mm. Um, why not? Um, think, yeah. I think, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we tweaked it a tiny bit and people can't understand when I say that, so I don't know if you want to come to that later or mm. now. Quickly, so. But I wouldn't yeah, be surprised right. if we play three at the back tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Okay. See, I, I, I just think. I mean, I, I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I'm not saying he will, but no, 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 I, I know. Be surprised. I just, I just think that we need to be just playing the way we're playing at the play our football. Uh, in my, this is only my opinion. The way that we've but got things going at the moment. Backers injured. I, I don't think there. he is. No, with well, regards so. to the, the the press conference, um, the only doubt was Tommy again. However, Tommy's training, he said, and it, the quote was basically, we'll see how he trains today. So he is training today, Tommy Asu. But yeah. uh, for we me... We rushed him it, back last time, didn't we? Exactly. But, yeah, yeah. I can't see him playing tomorrow. I mean, I think it was... I think Cedric's been doing all right. I was one of yeah. Cedric's biggest <laughs> people moaning about him. But um, I think he's kind of stood up and been counted recently. Like... Watford game, I thought he was alright against Leicester, and just I, I don't just think he's well. I, <laughs> I think he's coming to a settled team, hasn't he? That was said before. Yeah. I think you said it last week, Conjan. He's, he's when he's coming to the team, he's coming to a settled team, um, uh, very functioning team, and because he's got a run of games all of a sudden now, Cedric, rather than being in and out, in and out, shake it all about, he's, he's got a bit of form together and that rhythm. Yeah. So I think he's showing that he's a decent. Uh, fallback in his own right is either with the answer calls probably not but um, I, I do worry a little bit about him against Liverpool with the players that they've got but it looks like Salah is going to play after all um, oh, surprise <laughs> tomorrow that's uh, Liverpool's press conference he's, he's training today so it made, I was so shocked when I heard that like, it was probably the most shocking thing I've heard like, yeah I've heard it, Salah yeah. being injured, yeah, of course he was. I oh, know, exactly. exactly. But then that shows we're a threat to them if they've got to do them sort of mind games. Yeah, they, they well, like I said yesterday in Ryan's show, they they cheated their way out of playing us last time in the cup, didn't they? Yeah. They didn't want to face us. I think there's um, more on Liverpool tomorrow. I really do. Like it yeah. is important for us because obviously, but like they don't, if they don't win the title race, they've slipped up. Because of the result last night, I think so. I think so. Yeah, and the pressure's all going to be on them. I mean, Kunjan, yeah. I, 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 I honestly think that we should go into this game uh, on the front foot at home against Liverpool. People will probably call me crazy, um, 
it may come back and bite me in the arse, but <laughs> I think we should try and impose our game onto them and push them, especially push their fullbacks back. I think we know that uh, Cedric's strength isn't in the defensive third. It's in the sort of uh, midfield and attacking third. He's better going forward. So I think we should, if he's playing tomorrow, which I'm sure he will be, then I think we should try and utilise him in his best best way by pushing back uh, Robertson on his side of the pitch and go for it. I mean, what's your thoughts on that one? Kunjan. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, there are a couple of things. Like he, I, I saw a very interesting uh, fact the other day, which is the last time Liverpool lost in the Premier League was in December. And here's the irony. He wants to Leicester. So if they lost out to Leicester and we just beat Leicester, I mean, just put the pieces together, hopefully. Um, Another thing is that Cedric, I I worry having Cedric on the right because be it Luis Diaz or Robertson, you can see Cedric struggling over there. But I do have a lot of faith in in the centre-backs. I think the centre-backs are doing a great job. Um, I, I genuinely believe we can take three points. And and George, I am 100% with him on this. Um, there's a lot of pressure on Liverpool. There's more pressure on Liverpool than there is on us because right now, Liverpool want to go for the title and they're not going to sit back and just play out a draw or even let us come at them. They want to go for three points. And that's where I see us hurting them because we have done that to Man City when, when City came down to the Emirates. And I mean... I do believe um, Liverpool have a more potent attack as compared to City uh, because City are still missing a out-and-out striker. Liverpool have five very good strikers to select from or five really good forwards to select from. Mm. So I do see us being really, really tested with the defence, but that does not mean that we won't test the defence. And I think the last time we played Liverpool, we did not have our structure with Lacazette, we were still finding our grooves when we played them in the League Cup. Um, Now you can see that fluidity. Now you can see that cohesion with the midfield, with the defence, with even with Ramsdale, if you watched him uh, with Leicester, he made a a really good save. And next thing, he's belting it up to try and uh, pluck someone up to to, uh, have maybe an assist or a pre-assist. So I do see the cohesion. I do see us playing a very solid team going forward and we would want to go for the jugular. And I do expect a good game, to be very honest. Yeah. I, uh, since we last played them as well, I I think I'm right in saying we had Tavares at left back. Nothing against the guy, but he obviously he was uh, he's an experienced guy. We had uh, Sam B in midfield. Um, I don't even think, and I think I'm right in saying, but don't quote me on it 100%, I don't think we had Odegaard in the team at that point either. I think it was a spell that he was out. So we've got a different team again um, playing them this time, Ryan. And we are a completely different team with regards to form, confidence, structure, mm. the way we're playing. We were still playing 4-2-3-1 at that point as well, rather than this new formation that we found, which is a bit of genius from Arteta keeping um, Xhaka as far away from our goal mouth as possible so he can't uh, give away free kicks and penalties. Um, so I, I think we've got a better chance because of the, the, the way that we're playing and, the, and the, t- the, the actual plays that we're going to be picking tomorrow as well. So, I mean, 
you've got to you've got to be a bit confident. I totally understand what George is saying. It's not just an Arsenal thing. I think it's a f- all football fan thing. When you've got a game like this, you're always going to be nervous. Mm. But I don't think the the team is giving giving us any reason to not have any kind of confidence at all to get something out of the game. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, we've been, I've been saying for the last few weeks, over, doesn't I just hear over on my podcast as well, saying, going back to the, obviously that run we keep mentioning, that the one defeat and draw in 11 in all the other games we've won, not it, nine wins in 11, you're saying earlier. Mm. And you've got to remember that was when that all started, this one started, it was when the Abamian situation just went out of note, but literally yeah. in terms of the whole kick of it all. And ever since then, we've seen more of a team unity in the 11 that gets picked, no matter who gets picked in the 11, it's a more of a unity. There's more balance in the team. There's just a general more more happiness of the players. And there's, we're not heavy reliant. We're not get, it's not 10 players carrying a Bamiyang, basically. Basic. And that's what, that's what we had before. The last time we played them in the league at Anfield, Bamiyang just... I remember watching that game getting so frustrated because it was... He's just walking, the entire match, just walking around the pitch at nil, nil, one. He's just walking. And it just really hacked me off. And, it, and I know no matter what, no matter who gets picked tomorrow, we're not going to have that issue. They're no. going to have every player they've ever been going to the pitch. And that's another, that's another thing that's different from when we played them. Or that we have that hunger, that desire to leave everything on the pitch. And we keep saying, we've said it for years, we don't want, we don't have this, contrary to popular belief in the media and all that. And, on, on social media, we don't have, we don't believe we should be winning every game. We don't have that entitlement. No club should have that entitlement. Mm. We just want our players to give their all, and that's what they're doing now. Yeah, and we're going into these games. I mean, we're going into tomorrow. We're going into games like tomorrow, having that belief that we can get something from it, home or away. I'm not fearing Definitely. any game. I'm not going to into Liverpool games or. May not in a few weeks' time, jealousies, etc. Having that fear that the worst could happen. I've got there's a belief within the fan base now, most of the mm. fan base anyway. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm one of these. Guy, got, I mean, George, I know we've mentioned George to get into it late, but Odegaard is just he's the one that's getting us ticking. Everything's gone through him, him and Partey. It's yeah. just you sit there's that's the level of players we we wanted. Hmm. Oh, I mean, might as well go on to that now. I mean, it's your turn, um, George. I mean, there's a comment on the screen there from Steve and Denham saying, uh, Hi, Steve. Um, I want Odegaard to have a really good game because the naysayers will come out the woodwork saying he can only do it against the small teams. Yeah, you always get those the fans like that that drive me insane on social media all the time. But yeah, it's, it's, I can't see him <laughs> having anything but a good game at the moment because the way he's playing, he's just... He is, and I've put it in an article I wrote a while ago, um, saying he's like the Castrol GTX in our engine. And since he's come in, the engine has been remapped as well because with the extra power that he provides. And just he is an unbelievable player, isn't he? And we just, like I said earlier in the show, we are lucky to have him. Uh, it's just a joy to watch him at the moment. Yeah. So, so I had this. So when we got uh, the guard on loan last seat. It was last season, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was saying to friends of mine that is a player. Like, mm. um, if Arsenal can sign him on a permanent, we're very, very lucky. And and then the Madison rumours come about, and it was like, and I was always 
Camper, the guard. Addison, um, Madison's a great player, but Erdegaard, so, um, one of my friends Liam says he's got a glass ceiling. And when that breaks, and like I think he'll become one of the best players in his position in the world in the next two to three years. Yeah, um, I do as well. He just makes us tick. Like I think he's been good all season. He's very, very underrated because everyone bans on how great Saka's doing, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, um, Ramsdale. No one really got like Erdogan does what he's got to do. Like, and he, I just think he's amazing. And you think, was it 30, 35 million? Mm. What a mm. bargain. Like, you tell me, I can't think of another. It, for me, one of the best signings of the season. I, yeah. I can't see anyone else who's that much better than him for what he's doing. And you think when we've been, some of our bad results, we've not really had him. I don't think he was there at the start of the season, was he? Well, when at the start of the season, people were criticising his performances. But if you remember, that is that period where um, Arteta was using him as part of the double pivot alongside Thomas Partey for that period yeah. of time, where he was playing deep, which is not yeah. his position at all. No, he no. couldn't dictate the game. He was being asked to do a completely different role. So I've... Um, I, I was throughout all that period. I, I was mentioning that on the podcast we were doing like on my channel, Ryan's channel, saying it's not fair to judge him on this because he's been asked to do a specific role which is not suiting his uh, abilities. But one thing I'll say about the comment that says um, he needs to have a good game tomorrow because people say he don't he only does against the small clubs. Um, the majority of the better players do it against the small clubs. To be honest. Like there's only I don't say there's a select few that turn up in big games. Like, no. Um, if you go through the games, the majority of the best players in the leagues get the majority of their goals or assists or their better performances against smaller teams. Yeah, of course. Like Ronaldo does it against small teams, does against Spurs. <laughs> 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 so, exactly. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. Also, I know we're talking about Odegaard, but um, Ryan said about Partey. Now, I think we've got the Partey from Atletico Madrid. I honestly believe that. In the last I think he's few getting weeks, better. Better yeah, than since, that. Since the AFCON, um, I, I, can't, I can't have a go at him. Like, it was funny because at the Leicester game on Sunday, I was with my friend Lottie and we were watching the game. It was a corner and I went, oh, we never score from corners. And I'm not joking, <laughs> mate. Two seconds after a corner's gone in, ban it as Partey. <laughs> second, time, second time that's happened. First, it was against Villa, wasn't it? He mm. scored. Mm. I went, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, well, everyone, I was like, everyone bloody tells him to shoot on time. He just don't know how to score. Two seconds later, he scores. <laughs> so, I know. I don't know, I know if Thomas Partey listens to my audio headset, but uh, <laughs> he might be. But, um, and then he hit the crossbar. Out. Oh, didn't he as yeah. well after that I saw someone what was it someone called him um, Sergio Parte they called him on the audio headset because they thought he's playing like Aguero <laughs> <laughs> I don't know with Erdegaard I think he's going to get better and better and I know there's a lot of talk about captains I wouldn't be dead against an idea of Erdegaard being named captain next season no I, I just think he he's head and shoulders clear in the list, as far as I'm concerned, if Real that, Madrid, that though, if Real Madrid are watching, they must be absolutely kicking themselves. 
like the fans are going people. mad yeah. the fans yeah, are going uh, mad on social media yeah i know they've just beat psg in the champions league whatever but that's thanks to benzema but he would get in that team like that like i feel quite blessed we've got someone like that. he reminds me so obviously i can't visually use my so i'm talking absolute rubbish but he reminds me a bit of a mixture of Burkham and Ozil in his day. Yeah. Um, so I'll, if he gets to the levels of Burkham, then great. Like <laughs> we've got a special part, but we've got a special power anyway. But I just, I just think he's amazing, and like you say, he makes us tick. He I can't remember does. last time he had a bad game. I'm really struggling to remember. Uh, when he when he came back into the, the side, it was, it was the Newcastle game after yeah. he was um, out of the team for a little while at the beginning of the season, and he didn't have the best game when he came back against Newcastle. But I put a message on Twitter, and I was, I literally said that, that that day he he hasn't had his best day today, but we look so much more of a, a, when was a team that? with December. No, it's before then, I think. Um, I have a, I can't remember. Maybe, maybe someone I think can it was tell. November, but something like that. But like, you think he, that was December? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Been... But I, I said that on that day when he came back, I said he hasn't had his best game today. But I can see already that we are a much better team when he is in uh, the side. He make yeah. he makes us tick, and people were still saying. Came back to me, and I'll probably be able to find a tweet. Put it. Out. On the messages, you know, the replies saying, nah, he's rubbish, blah, blah, blah. Words to this effect. No, he's not as good as any, he's overrated. And I said, you, <laughs> you wait and see. And uh, the yeah. same people that have said that when we signed Ramsdale, what we signed Nympho. Yeah, probably, probably. Same ones who said we should have signed Emerson Royale instead of Tommy Asser. Probably. And, uh, but he's yeah. not been out the top. He's literally not missed a game since that day. And um, he's just got a bit better every single game and now uh, you know the uh, sky's the limit for the guy i think he'll have a good game tomorrow like it's going back to what kunyan said like i normally when i go into arsenal playing city or liverpool i'll hold my hands i was like no, no chance tomorrow you never know i think there is a chance yeah like, so you're telling me there's a chance yeah. <laughs> like leicester i knew we'd beat them and that sounds really big I did like um, Watford I said it won't be as easy as everyone's saying because they're saying no it's only Watford but we'll still win. like I'm I ain't scared of Man United or Spurs or Chelsea none of them why should we no like I said Conjan I'll come to you now and sorry it's just regarding this thing what George just said you know the team have given us no reason, and I'm I'm, t- I'm talking about now again, going back to December 2020, <laughs> that Boxing Day, right? I've mentioned this before in previous podcasts. Our consistency since that day, yeah, we've had up you know blips here and there, but our consistency since that day has been fantastic. We've been a, a top three side, I believe, since that day with our form, and I know it covers two seasons but it's not like a short period of time we're talking about now this is like and it's only gone better this season since we've changed the the team with the new incomings from last summer it's just it's even better now 
So the team have given us no reason to not be confident when we're entering into games like this nowadays. And I'm not getting carried away. I'm not going to say we're, we're definitely going to win tomorrow, but I, I am confident that we, yeah, for once, go on, going, uh, yeah. going in... I already said it in Ryan's show <laughs> yesterday. I think we're going to win 2-1. But the team are not giving us this reason to not be confident now. Are they? Conj- I mean, the, why should we be um, negative? No, absolutely not. And that's the thing. Like, I think, that's what I said, early in the season... Um, like George mentioned something about a lot of doubters, and, and I've always said this. I was one of the the many, and I and, I, and I've I've enjoyed my humble pie very well. Who was doubting Ramsdale, and right now I love the guy. I and the other day just hit me that we stopped speaking about Emmy Martinez. Do you do you remember when <laughs> when 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 Ramsdale was signed? When Ramsdale was signed, mm. this is uproar. What stupid business is Arsenal doing? If they needed a keeper, why did they sell Emmy Martinez? No one's, me- no one's mentioning this. <laughs> no one's even discussing Emmy Martinez. The only thing about Emmy Martinez someone could speak about is his interview with Ben Foster. Like, mm. that's, that's what Aaron Ramsey has done. And I'm sorry to say, breaks my heart, that we don't even know Bird who. We don't even know who the, the gentleman wearing the number one jersey is at Arsenal anymore. <laughs> like this is this is the impact Ramsdale has had, and it was not going to happen instantaneously. Obviously, you know we we have a certain and and if you look at the number of clean sheets, I think he's on twelve in the Premier League. He's mm. up for the Golden Glove. He's yeah. actually up for the Golden Glove. Keeping in mind, he did not play the first three games. No. He did not play the first three <laughs> games. Yeah, I mean, this is something, and we're still on twenty six games. If you look at, by the time we play 29, even if he has one more, that's one more closer to Ederson. That's one more closer to Allison. You have to, you have to commend Edu. You have to commend Arteta. And this takes me back to January when we got rid of Aubameyang and we did not get a striker in. Again, uproar. What is wrong with Edu? What is wrong with Arteta? But if Edu and Arteta brought in a Kim Kalstrom, we'd be very happy until we realize, until we realize he's missing a vertebrae, you know, like, <laughs> you know? And, and 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 this is, or or we got a Dennis Suarez, and we we're like, oh, we'd rather just uh, start stuck it up with Eddie. But but what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that what you're mentioning about this cohesion, what we're talking about about this unity of the team, we're talking about how Odegaard is making things tick. Our top scorer is on the bench. And we're okay about it. We're okay about it. Like, could we be more? Could we be more uh, of 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 an anomaly? We're actually, a, a, you know, a, a puzzle that doesn't fit, but yet it's working. Mm. And you have to give it to the team. You have we're to give it to the staff. Lacazette schools. <laughs> and did you see? Did you see the joy on the players? The players ran over to him, and that. It, 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 it's it's so heartwarming. It's so it's so it's so beautiful to see that that everyone was with the guy. That you know what that penalty is yours. Bury it and let's celebrate. And you could see there was a relief in his face. And this is something that you have to give it to Arteta, to the team behind the scenes. And, and we're going to see the documentary one day, and we're going to sit there going, ah, so that's what happened. That's why Obama. Mate, that that. Documentary is getting an Oscar. I tell you, the amount of stuff <laughs> through this year. 
That is getting an Oscar easy. The the only the only thing in this season that I personally am a little disappointed for, we could have challenged for a trophy, whether it's the League Cup or the FA Cup. Mm. Um, but you know what? If we're going to get into the Champions League, if we're going to get that income coming in, if we're able to strengthen with three, four more players and actually put up a good fight, because I'm not saying we're miles off Liverpool or or Man City, but we're we're not up there. But I do see in the next, let's say, two years, we'd give them a good fight. I'm very sure of that. And, Would you and, say and Chelsea's up there? Sorry? Would you say Chelsea's up there with Liverpool and City? Chelsea no. are in the gutter now, mate. Well, no. No, no. Irrespective. Irrespective. <laughs> I, think, I think Chelsea have a really good squad. I think they have a really good manager. But I do feel that the players they bring in are associated with a certain image. And that's where we are different. We bring in a Tommy Asu and no one speaks about it. Tottenham bring in an Emerson Royale and we were we were put under the spotlight. Arsenal could have signed Emerson Royale, but they go for this Japanese bloke from the Serie A. And now it's the exact opposite where everyone is like, Barcelona were laughing when when Tottenham made when when Tottenham made the bid for uh, 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 <laughs> that was a really good impression of Cava. <laughs> but, but but again, even Ramsdale, like we signed Ramsdale, the entire fan base, including me, and I said that I've had my humble pie, and it was bitter. But I I I was the first to say, do we need a Ramsdale? Goddamn right, we need a Ramsdale. We get an Odegaard. I, we I get an older guard. We get an older guard, and the whole fan base jumps at uh, Arteta, going, "You could have had Madison, but you went for him." I mean, uh, Ben White. We we made fifty million pounds for Ben White. The first comparison was, "Look at Manchester United. They bought Raphael Varane. The man's done a great job for United. He's been so good for the medical staff." He's been so good warming the bench. <laughs> He's been so good selling shirts. You have to give it to Varane. He's done something Ben White could not do. I mean, this is what this is what I'm trying to say. The difference between someone like Chelsea and Arsenal. Here. Chelsea get a Lukaku, get everyone excited, and he's had the record for the least amount of touches in a game. That's fantastic. <laughs> good signing, Chelsea. <laughs> I have to say, mate, you're on top form tonight. I think you're like hit, well, hitting I'm Pete Kundan. Ramsdale, though, I was, <laughs> I got a lot of abuse for the Ramsdale debate. So, what a lot of people like, because I think certain people only watch certain football, don't they? As well, like if mm. you actually look at the stats, when he was at Bournemouth, he was the third best goalkeeper in the league behind Allison and Edison. Um, just because they play for a relegated team, don't mean they're crap. It's just they can't help what's in front of him. So when we signed at Ramsdale, I said to some, I said to a few people, I went, "You watch, he'll be that good this season, and we'll everyone will forget about whinge, whinging about Martinez because that's all I kept hearing. Oh, Martinez, Martinez, that looks like good business now. Um, oh, definitely, but, yeah. Um, but no one mentions Joe Willett now either, did I? No, but when we sold these people, it was like, oh, the world's gonna end. Like Twitter was gonna end on meltdown. Like <laughs> compared, like Kunjan said, like Ben White. I'd rather have Ben White in my team than the broken fridge freezer at Man United. Like if that's eighty million, <laughs> like 
Whoever's in charge of their finances must be blinder than I am. Because if you didn't see it, that's a rip-off. <laughs> like, I'm surprised Scotland Yard's not involved. Because that that's surely that's fraud. Like, how? Oh, yeah. And everyone keeps saying oh, I'm a, about England centre-half. Ben White is probably the best English centre-half in the league at the moment. I'd like to know who's better than him. Exactly. I think only... that Raul was involved in that yeah. uh, that signing that the, yeah. up at Manchester, Manchester United. Well, be like, <laughs> unless they've had that over like 12 years, like I wouldn't... Like, the only thing he's... I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't rate Maguire at all. Like, the best goal he scored this season, it was for Spurs. Yeah, exactly. Right. The, 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 the hilarious thing is if he didn't touch it, it would have been off, offside, wouldn't it? So, yeah. um, and apparently Romero laughed in his face or something. So. He did, yeah. yeah. He did. I, I'm so, and if that was anyone normal, like if that was one of us and someone done that, you'd turn around and deck him, wouldn't you? <laughs> like, <laughs> especially the season I've had. But exactly. I, but I think the signings we've done have been clever. Obviously, we know that um, Piers Morgan's on his time of the month about Bamiyam at the minute because mm. um, he's scoring goals out in Spain and I don't know if he's realised but Arsenal are in the top four but I don't know if anyone wants to let Piers know that um, so he's he's blinder than you as well obviously when he's looking at the league table isn't he yeah, he's, I was going he's, he's more contagious mate but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know like the signings we've done they're not out there like oh the, oh Arsenal signed him and that's why I don't think in the summer they're still going to do that I really don't because there's going to well it'll make him it, it'll make him take notice when we sign Haaland in the summer won't it yeah <laughs> and that took him. 37 minutes 37 minutes today Ryan 37 <laughs> minutes I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, waiting for us to sign Bellingham <laughs> exactly that. I'm still waiting like, be amazing I think we've got well. more chance signing Jude Law but maybe <laughs> <laughs> no my Linda Bellingham Linda Bellingham that's yeah maybe or Craig Bellamy more like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like I don't know I think I'm happy going forward like it's about time Josh told us to be excited uh, I know that was a long time ago but it's better late than never <laughs> yeah no, exactly, exactly. Well, it, it shows potentially that they already had this plan in mind back then, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. giving him a bit of a—you never know, but you never know. But How um, dare I give credit to a Cronky. I better be quiet. Oh, we could have better. We, we certainly could have worse owners at the moment, couldn't we? Let's put it that way. Like Roman. Mm. Yeah. That could happen to a better club, mate. Really, <laughs> I know exactly. I think Ryan... we'll give him fifty quid for Reese James and Kante. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> we'll give them some. We'll give them a fuel card for their bus. That might be. Uh, yeah, can't might even be worth do it. that. <laughs> right, Ryan. What? Ask a question. I'm going to ask you a question. Why do you think that um, within the fan base, more than anything, that Erdegaard doesn't get the respect he deserves? Because I don't believe. I think I'm right in saying he's never won a Player of the Month. And he, he never wins the player of the player of the match either when they're in those um, votes. He does. He's never won a player of the month with the fans. I mean, what's? I don't understand it myself. I just think it's weird. Um, I think uh, obviously when he first signed, I think parts of our fan base are they've obviously they followed the big the bigger the bigger Arsenal fans, so to speak. Um. 
and they got they they take they take what these these bigger Arsenal fans say as gospel, and they must know what they're talking about because they've got this big platform. I mean, we had the, constantly the, the one person gets mentioned on my channel that lives out in Spain that constantly pervades, even to this day, is pervading Martin. So there's people that, that's part of the reason why we, he doesn't get that recognition. Oh, if he didn't, if he, if he why is he at Arsenal? He's at Real Madrid. He had a chance to fight for his spot and all that. Oh, what did, he, he just wanted to feel at home. He, 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 there was no guarantee that he, that Madrid wanted him in that sense. And when he first came to us, he said, "Now I'm settled. I know I'm here for the long term. What, wait and see what's going to happen." It took a few weeks to sort of adapt. You got to remember, he did come in one, like three games. In, no, it was a week after the season started, and obviously he couldn't play until. After the international break, because of fit, getting his fitness up and all that, but we're seeing week by week since then. I mean, he literally his first game. He was his first, second sorry, second game was against Burnley, wasn't it? As in, as a full time Arsenal mm. player, scores a free kick, scores the winning goal. And he's slowly and gradually he's built himself into the season, and now we're seeing the fruit of it. And he is, the, he is the closest thing we've had to Dennis since, obviously, Dennis was here. Ozil sort of been that. He just, he never worked for, with Mesut. He got, there was a, he had, you can see the quality at times, but it was hit and miss, where we're seeing consistency now with Martin. So he's settled in now. He knows what the league's all about. He's adapted. And he's get, and the, we talked about it last week, the, 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 the telepathy between him and the attacking players, or the players in general, is at another level. It's like it, it's like they've been playing alongside each other, these players, for a year, a year and a half to two years or, or, already. That mm. the, the, the kicks, the friendship, the bonds. There's no egos. There's making everything so much easier for things to get where they have been. And with, I'll, look, you know what? I'd rather play like him go under under the radar because the more the more highlighted, the more. Uh, Plaudits he's gonna he'll get. It. You're gonna have the likes of Man City eventually, or Barcelona's eventually, and Real Madrid want to come back in for him, or your Man United and all. And I don't. I was like, no, keep under the radar. We'll do our bit. And hopefully, by the time that does come around, because it possibly because he's that these players are that good that these these uh, offers will come in. That uh, we are at a certain level where they'll say, no, I want to stay here. Thanks, give me a new contract. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, d- I just find it weird how he doesn't get the respect he deserves from Morale and fan base. Because, again, yeah. I think, to answer your question, I think it's just because there's not, there's, it's not just him as a stand. No, he is a fantastic player. He has been fantastic for us. It's not just him, though. It's other players as well. They're, they're stepping up. As you say, Randell's coming, took mm. this one and not, doesn't look back. Uh, ben White, had, there's a Ben White's come in alongside Gabriel and they formed a partnership there. Mm-hmm. Even when he's not playing, got Luna Tavares comes in. We've got obviously uh, Tommy Asu that's come in and made an absolute upgrade to what we've had for right back for years. And even when he's out, Cedric's in the last five games now has stepped up and hasn't looked out of place, hasn't looked fatigued, hasn't looked like he shouldn't be there. And it goes throughout the whole team. And, and obviously now, we're after the AFCON now, we're starting to finally seeing consistency in terms of midfield pivot, in terms of no injuries, no suspensions. So we're seeing the same pivot in terms of Partey and, and Granite. And because they're behaving themselves, 
we're seeing how good they are together and how well that's been for the team because it's the pivot of what it is. If it builds build down that, it allows the players to then obviously do what they need to do, their, work to their strengths. If Grant pushes forward, Gabriel and Ben White push forward themselves and, and support um, Partey. Partey. Vice versa, Partey pushes a bit forward. Odegaard drops deep, links up links up with the midfield, the pivot, and pushes forward. You've got Darcy Smith-Rose, our top goal scorer, as, as mentioned earlier. He's on the he's on bench. He's, he's, on, he's, on bench forward, he's on the bench at the moment. He's not even starting. He's our top goal scorer. We're not, we're not, when, he does, when he's not starting, we're not up in arms. Was like, okay, mm. cool. He'll come off the bench. He'll serve an impact because that's again that's what he's been doing as well. Even when he doesn't, even when he hasn't started, he's come. He comes on, serves an impact in the, in the game. Saka, after everything he got put through, fit uh, mentally in every aspect, back in the summer, the season he's had is amazing. There's no other word for it. It's absolutely amazing. And hats off to him. And hats off to everyone that got behind him behind the scenes and helped him because he must have needed. Not just family, but that the club itself got put their arms around him. The fans that put the uh, the fans like the young the junior, like young kids and even us like us growing adults writing into the cup, sending um, letters of support to him in the summer. That's helped him, I think. That's massively helped him in terms of the confidence. Mm. That could have easily just destroyed him. I was at my I just like as I start seeing. I remember doing the podcast on my channel, and we were saying, well, I was saying I had a slight concern. This needed this needed to be managed. That situation needed to be managed really, really well. Otherwise, that could have, that could destroy him. He's a young kid who was nineteen at the time. Um, but yeah, it's to say that he's literally just got he's got his head down, got the right team around him, and kicked on. And he hasn't again. He hasn't looked back. No, like, like as that, even though he ain't scoring, he ain't scoring loads of goals. He's again, he's a team player. He's showing that of all the experienced players, he's put a Bamian to shame in terms of. His professionalism. The guy's contract is up. This we knew, as it's saying, he's on his way at the door. Yet he's given more to this club this season in the last few seasons than what Bamian has done. Definitely, he's an yeah. example. Hence why obviously he's got the arm made afterwards after the mm. Bamian situation. Martinelli stepped up another level, and there's a there's more to come for Martinelli as well. So it's, I think it's more of a because there's so many plays you can mention. It's more of a team effort nowadays, and not just the one individual and hope for the best. But the rest, of, the rest sort of click on, on the day. I think that's another reason why he does. He sort of doesn't get the recognition he deserves by like the players of the months or man of the matches when the when the votes come along. But yeah. You know, if you every time, every time recently, if I can't remember how long it's been now, he's always one of the four choices Arsenal put out mm. there. Yeah, he does. That's why um, it's weird how we um. But yeah, it's, it's right that we've got. It's great that we've got a lot to choose from, um, basically. But I know you've got to leave very shortly, Georgie boy. So I'm yeah. going to uh, ask you a question. The good thing is nowadays on the Streamyard, you can actually highlight questions when they come in or certain cool. comments, so we can go back to them later. And I'm going to do that with some of your comments, Stephen, because um, you put some good ones in the uh, the chat here. But one of the questions I'm going to ask George now because he's got to go in a second. Um, it, which is speaking of the strikers, says Stephen Denham. Who are you guys wanting to come in? Um, so I'm going to ask you before you have to go, George. I mean, if you give us two names that you think could be realistic, good signings that will fit into this squad, this di- squad dynamic. You know, looking at the character, looking at you know. We don't want any prima donnas, do we, coming in? So, no. uh, can you think of anyone that's 
maybe a couple of strikers that you'd like to see coming in this summer? Mbappe. <laughs> Joking. <Yeah. laughs> <No. laughs> Egomaniac. Um, Darwin Nunes. Yeah, he's a good um, shout. I think, uh, ben Fika, I think he's absolutely quality. I think he'd be ideal. Um, I've been watching a, quite a bit of La Liga recently and I was one for Isak, but now mm. I'm kind of moving away from that. He don't score enough for me. Um, so probably Darwin Nunes because he's quite young as well or Jonathan David because he's very like Lacazette. Mm. Um, for me, like obviously we're going on the assuming that um, Lacazette's going to leave in the summer and in Ketia. So obviously you need replacements for them. I know not a lot of people like him. I do like Ollie Watkins. Um, Sorry, a bit of sick came into my mouth. But... <laughs> He's better than Ketia, mate. Not as a number, <laughs> like, I wouldn't have Watkins as a number one. Like It'd be like number two or number three for me, but um, if you're saying yeah. who do I want number one striker to be, probably Darwin Nunes. Cool. Yeah. I, do you know what? I need to. I, I need to watch more of him as well. well he's got I've six goals seen... in the Champions League, so not that too, not too shabby. No, exactly. No, I need to uh, watch a bit more of him actually, because I know of him obviously, and there's a lot of chat going on around him. I've seen a couple of um, uh, highlight reels that have gone yeah. around doing the rounds on social media but I need to watch a bit more of him there is because... a lot of talk about Felix as well but I just don't think it's not the sort yeah. of thing we need it's not like if you're bringing him in with someone else because he ain't as far as I know he's not a proper centre forward is he no and I, I, I'm i really surprised at that link to be honest I mean yeah. they what did they pay 120 million for him or something along those lines I mean yeah. uh, from Benfica 120 million plus bonuses I mean how much is he going to cost us 50, 70 mil well, we can pay over 20 years no, but we could swap him for Torreira I know they like Torreira yeah, <laughs> just a straight swap straight swap <laughs> yeah, actually, we could chuck in uh, Bellerin as well. They like Bellerin yeah. as well, don't they? But yeah, so something like that. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about um, Tony as well, but I think that's only been mentioned because well, he's scored a few goals recently. And as a, I don't, I've always we're liked all saying these people like just remember, no one had a bloody clue who Tommy Asu was when we yeah. signed him. Really, so they could have their eyes on someone that we have not even thought of. I think but, that's going to be the case, personally. I really do. Yeah. Like, I, I would think... not be surprised. Like, they could go and sign some 20-year-old from Netherlands that we've never heard of. Or, or Brazil, you know. Or Brazil, yeah. Because, I mean, look at Martinelli as well. He's, we, he oh, yeah. never gets mentioned in these uh, sort of in the recruitment, does he, really? About mm. the, I mean, fourth division of Brazilian football. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. that's, that is that is an... That's like a needle in the haystack type of situation. I know that he had like um, scout. He went to on trial with Man United more than once, didn't he? And Barcelona. Um, so I know that he probably people are aware of him, but it's still an amazing find for what six million quid. I think we paid for him. Um, if we can get another one of those, you know, another player like him to play as a striker, I do think I will amazing. say that I do think we'll get a big name player in. But I don't. I think everyone's assuming it's going to be a centre forward, and I just wouldn't be surprised if it's not, and it's a midfielder. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. 
like Chelsea, they've all been building up to buy Declan Rice. They can't even afford to special fried rice now. So, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? so like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I think we've got more chance signing Rice and Bellingham, but it mm. all depends. Like Champions League football's back at Arsenal. Why wouldn't you go to? This, yeah, this, exactly. That's what we've got to offer now. And as you say, yeah. Chelsea at the equation. That's one club at the equation for certain players. Newcastle now. ain't at that stage yet. I don't. No. I like they might have won a few games, but it's going to take. I don't think they'll be battling for top four until two, maybe three, no. two. Yeah, a couple of seasons. So we're going to be at Man, Man City, Liverpool. But I only think personally. I think on our day, there's. We could, we can compete against anyone. I'm not saying we're going to be title contenders, but if we get Champions League, for me, that's not good enough. Like to just stop there. I don't want to be that team battling for top four, so they need to no. go and, and move up to competing for titles again. Because then, if we're doing that, you keep people like Erdegaard, Saka, all them lot. So they've got more to offer. I think With so. Saka, no. I will say, I think everyone says about Saka. I think. He, the character that boy's got is brilliant. Like, just as a person. But what people seem to forget is when Arteta was at City, look how good he, when he was working with Sterling, he was. Mm. And I think Arteta's kind of, I know they're playing different positions, but how they've elevated, I think Arteta's doing that with Saka. Yeah, I do. I do as well. I think our players are in good hands, to be honest with One you. One of the yeah. best young players in the world for me, Saka, at the moment. Like mm. Everyone bangs on about Foden, Mount. Saka's better than... And maybe I'm biased, but... <laughs> he's I, an all-round player. He, he's he yeah, got more to his, more strings to his bows. I mean, how many young players can play in, what, six positions? Uh, yeah. like that. I mean, Phil Foden, you stick him at right-back as a right-wing-back. The only place he ain't played is in goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you better go now, mate, because yeah. it's nearly right. uh, half past. But it's been yeah. great to have you on board. Yeah, cheers for um, having me on. Hopefully, we'll see you again very, very soon. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you. All right, then. Cheers, thank you. All no take worries, you. mate. That was the great George, and you can get him on. Oh, can't remember his exact uh, Twitter handle, but obviously it's in the notes below. So. Go and give him a follow, and hopefully we'll see him again soon. Um, I mean, the same question to you, Kunjan. Then, I mean, we've we've had this conversation a bit before, but I mean, uh, you know, we are looking at a couple of strikers, I'm sure, in the summer. I mean, just uh, just quickly, really. I mean, have you got your eyes on anyone uh, new recently, or? Ah, uh, okay. So I read a tweet today. And Good for you. Think, well done. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that tweet said something very cryptically, and I wanted to share it today. But uh, people will call people like you and I delusional, but it's fine because we—it's good. It, like when we were talking about Dusan Vlahovic um, last year, mm. no one expected us to go in for Vlahovic, and the rest of this is history. Uh, he wanted to go to Juventus, and he got his move. But this is coming from Fabrizio Romano, who says, Erling Haaland is only interested in what sporting project his new club can offer him and what his new manager offers him in a sporting sense. He doesn't care about money. 
Now, what have I been saying for weeks? What have I been saying for weeks? Yes, but 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 if we say this out loud, we're delusional, we're bonkers. But we've said this for weeks. We've said this for months. Why not? Why is this not a possibility? We talk about Odegaard. One phone call to say, listen, I know you're you're, you're the big cheese, and Madrid wants you, Barcelona wants you. We're doing something, and and I think Odegaard has even said it in his interviews. There's something special happening here at Arsenal. If he does that to his best mate and says, "London's good, you know, things are good here. The manager's great. This is the place to be. Why not?" Listen, I'm, I, I may be, you know, a, a usual Arsenal fan, right? But to me, I'm, I'm not saying anything out there anything strange when I say Arsenal are still and always have been and always will be one of the biggest clubs in the world. Okay. We've always been able to pull in some great players from all over the place. And although we've been in a bit of a trough the last few years, it doesn't write off the fact that we're still one of the world's greatest football clubs. You know, we've been in a bit of a rut. We all know that for, for several seasons, but we are one of the most attractive clubs to join for any young player in the world right now. And I'm not being biased when I say that. Everyone can see the trajectory that we're on, the, the exciting players that we've got, the exciting young manager, the way that we are ripping things up at the moment in the Premier League, the way that we have got some you know, players like Erdegaard that have come in who are just unbelievable at the moment. Saka, he's, Saka Smith-Rowe, they're, all, they're both world-famous now because of the way the performances they've been putting in, they'll be known right across Europe. Every club in the in Europe worth their salt will be keeping tabs on Saka and Smith-Rowe. Martinelli, of course, as well. Erdegaard, uh, Real Madrid fans are gutted that they got rid of Erdegaard. And he is, obviously, we all know that he's the, the captain of Haaland's national team. Why wouldn't they be having conversations? He's going to go and see him in a couple of weeks' time in the international break, I'm sure. So it's not strange that we, people will call us deluded. I don't think it is. All I've said all along, and I know I've been pulling people's leg for weeks now <laughs> on this and your channel, Ryan, about Rolling Harland, <laughs> and we've been having laughs about it. But all I've been consistently, what I've been wanting us to do is to be in the question, in the conversation. Why wouldn't we be, as, a, as Arsenal, why wouldn't we approach his agents and him and say, look, I know you're going to have offers from every club in Europe, but this is why you should come and join Arsenal. That, that's all I want. Hmm. And I don't think that that's out of the question. And I, I've always had that feeling, and I've been consistently saying this as well, that he seems to be that type of level-headed guy who would consider a challenge would consider himself to be the one that could elevate us to the next level. And I just hope that that that's correct. And I hope that, that exactly what you've just read out from Fabrizio is correct. And I, I just want him to come and sit, sit down and have a conversation with the club. And if he chooses to go somewhere else, then fine, but I'll be really annoyed and not, up, you know, quite upset if, if at least we don't throw our hat into the ring. That's all. I, that's all I want. Really? Just want to just want to just want to clarify this. You know, when we speak about our chances in signing someone like a Holland, let's look at the potential suitors out there. Just 
We're not again put, uh, being deluded, and if we are, God bless us. Madrid have Benzema. There's no way right now they want to get rid of Benzema. All right, Barcelona they want, just got Madrid want Mbappe. Madrid want Mbappe as well. There we go. So now you get Benzema, you get Mbappe, you get Holland. Someone needs to go, and they don't want to get rid of Benzema right now. Barcelona just got a certain number fourteen from Arsenal, so I don't think they want to get. They don't. They want. They want to replace that as we speak. There's no way Juventus are going to go in for him because they have Vlaovic. Um, he's not going to be moving to France unless he moves to PSG, and we know what's happening at PSG. So that's out of the question. So there we come down to the Premier League. Chelsea spent hundred million pounds on a striker just so he could put out an interview to say, "I want to go back to Italy." The only Premier League club right now who needs a striker desperately are Man City. But where's the project there? Where is this? Where is this gravitas that says, "Come over to Man City"? This is what we're doing. The only thing Man City are trying to trying to do are win the Champions League. I don't think er Erling Haaland is right now looking to make his way to Man City, where he's going to be surrounded by De Bruyne who's, I think, 30 or about to hit 30. I don't think Erling Haaland wants to be there um, tweaking with a system with Pep where one day he's playing a false nine, the other day he's playing an all-out. Like He wants to fit into a system where everyone grows together. So on paper, there's only one club in the Premier League. It's not Liverpool, it's not Chelsea, for sure. It's not Manchester United because... If they get rid of a fridge, then they can make way for something else to take part in their furniture. Um, yeah. They're still battling with if Ronaldo is going to be there. And next, someone like Jaden Sancho was their big ticket uh, he, signing. Listen, with his dad's record, he won't go to Man United, I'm sure. Right. It, because right. His dad, the, him and his dad are, are actual Leeds fans. They've said that in the past. And yeah. after what happened to yeah, his dad by Roy Keane... Mm. <laughs> and being and the Leeds connection, they they hate Man United, and the fact that Roy Keane broke his dad's leg in absolutely dreadful circumstances, I find it really hard to believe that he would betray his dad and go down that route of joining Man United. So I, I think you can write that off. And that's what I'm saying. That believe it or not, in the Premier League, uh, there are three clubs in the running for an Erling Haaland. There are three clubs: Manchester City, Arsenal. Unfortunately, them lot down the road. You're on about that the one that's playing white. Yeah, no chance. Because no, agreed, but these are the three potential suitors. So, if you look at all the plethora of clubs that could be interested in Erling Haaland, and you narrow it down, and he had a choice between these three Premier League clubs. It's split between two. And from those two, you want to walk into a club where you feel important and you feel you're going to grow with them. And you know where that club is. So if you're asking what is the potential possibility of a striker, I, I've said it then, I've said it now. I think Holland is a possibility. Yeah. I, I'd just literally wet myself if that was the case. But I mean... <laughs> Erling Haaland will wet himself in different circumstances if Tottenham approached him. He would just laugh in their faces and have to. He would split his sides laughing and say, Tottenham? Yeah, right. 
Um, but no, this, I, I know that people probably have been saying for weeks I think I'm mad, but and a lot of it has been tongue-in-cheek, but only partially, because I do think we'll be an amazing fit for him. Uh, Age-wise, the squad-wise, any be, be, be fantastic. So, I just, yeah... It'd be the most amazing window of all time, wouldn't it? If he's like I said a few weeks ago, imagine with the day that we signed Meza Urzil and the, how mad everyone went. I think it'd be that 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 times ten if we signed Erling Haaland. Um, the excitement, I think the party would go on for like two weeks, wouldn't it? At least um, if we if we got him over the line, but um, we can only hope, can't we? Um, but let's. Uh, that's, we've just been going on for just over an hour now, so let's go on to um, some predictions for tomorrow. Um, I'm going to stick to my one from yesterday on Ryan's channel. I think we are going to, if, in case anyone wasn't listening, I'm going to say we're going to win 2-1, but it's going to be like this. We're going to take a 2-0 lead, then they're going to get a goal back. And then in the last 20 minutes, it's going to be like proper backs to the wall, defending, resilient defending and we'll hold on and the roof will lift off the Emirates on the final whistle when we get that 2-1 win over the line. That's what I'm going to stick to. I've just got that dream and it's a hope more than anything, but it's a dream. That's And that's my prediction. What's yours, Kunja? 2-1 I don't see Liverpool not scoring. Um... But I do see us maybe conceding first. Right. You think we're going to come back? Wow. Because I think we will go for the jugular um, and we may get exposed. But the good thing is it's, it's, it's the way we've been playing, which is we will then take it forward. And, and, and we've seen that. Like, Do you remember it was last season where um, I think it was Reese Nelson and Lacazette who scored? Um, I think it was Sadio Mane who scored and we were 1-0 down and we came back. I mean, different circumstance, different tactics, different team. But I like where you're going with the 2-0 uh, prediction, where, where we're 2-0 up and they, they pull one back. Um, but I can also see Liverpool being under a lot of pressure and we take advantage of that, which is why if they do have a goal up, they would be a little complacent, and we can we can we can try and um, sneak a couple of goals in. Listen, I'll take you away as well. That'd be absolutely fine with me. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously we had this conversation yesterday, Ryan. Has, has having a good night's sleep done anything to that for you? I'm going to stick with what I said yesterday too. One, like I said, we we, we honestly went for one all draw. And then we talk, actually, let's think about it. Right, and we've. Yeah, so I'm going to sit with 2-1 to, to the Arsenal. I think, as I say, we're going to these, I said earlier, we're going into these games now with confidence that we can get something from this game, no matter who we're playing. Mm. And I don't see why we can't. I mean, also, if you look at it from a logical point of view, watching Liverpool recently, they lost it into Milan another week, 1-0. They should have lost to West Ham if West Ham could finish their chances at Anfield. And Brighton, just Brighton, just can't finish their dinner either. Otherwise, that could be a better game than what it was. So they are there for the taking. It's just we've got to be defensively sound ourselves at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And Stephen's gone. 
Uh, so they can't go against Arsenal. 1-1 one, one or 2-2 two, two. when I typed in. I can't go against the predictive text had Arsenal already to put in. Even my phone knows. So good man, Stephen. I'll, I'll, obviously, we'd all take a draw as well. And just quickly before um, we do start wrapping up, there's two other comments that Stephen put in earlier as well, um, which I put a star against to have a look at later on. Have you noticed how many, uh, every time the club are doing well, the media always come out with something negative, trying to get a reaction from the fans. Yes, I have, Stephen, definitely. And he said, when we're doing badly, it was all Arteta's contract extension, and now we're doing well, it's Arteta leaving for PSG. Give it a rest, for fuck's sake, he said. Which is exactly right. I mean, this Arteta to PSG rumour, by the way, and um, I did actually want to talk about that. I... And again, we spoke about it yesterday, Ryan, on the briefly, I believe, on on the on your yeah. show. I, I maybe naive, and I mean, like I said, it may come back to bite me in the ass, whatever. But I just genuinely, genuinely feel with with Arteta and a lot of the players um, that this sort of togetherness and camaraderie we've got is something special, and I, I honestly cannot see. Arteta moving on to any other club um, in the Premier League, even Man City, when Pep goes. I don't see him leaving Arsenal. I, th- I see him uh, that he really genuinely has got deep feelings and deep love for the club. And he will want to see this through. And until we, you know, become perennial title winners, Champions League winners, I can't see him moving on. I don't know what you two guys feel about that, but I... That's the feeling I get. And I get the same feeling with players like Saka, Smith-Rowe, even mm. Erdegaard now. I can see Erdegaard being in, becoming an Arsenal legend long-term, mm. beating us. And I, well, like I, said, I may be completely naive, but yeah, but what about you? No, I don't think it's naive. I think, again, Arteta's a smart guy. He is a smart guy. Let's not get it all twisted and make out he's not got a brain between his ears, basically. He's probably over the, oh, how, many, how many years has PSG been under this current, uh, this current regime of obviously the owners that they have? But over de- 11, 12 years, give or take, maybe a bit longer than that. Yeah. They, whoever they hired never worked out. They've always gone for, they went for Laurent Blanc, they went for Ancelotti, they went for, they've literally gone for any, any and everyone, Emery, you name it, they've gone for Poch. And yeah, yeah. I think he did pay for him briefly. Did, did he pay for him briefly at one point in his career? But he's not the sort of person. Who see that? See that everything's gone on at PSG and go. You know what? I've got a good thing here, but I'm gonna go there because I've got money and it'll, make, it'll be easier for me. Because at PSG, the PSG are literally the defence version of Tottenham. They bottle it every time. They have it on their hands. What was it six? There was six one up in in the second leg a couple of years, few years back under Emery. Lost seven six or something like that. something ridiculous like that. Leaking goals in the last fifteen minutes left right and centre. But the model at PSG doesn't suit him either. From what we're seeing, how he wants to build his teams, it just doesn't suit me because they want to beat the owners there. They want to buy the big guns and just mm. let them. Let them even though they're being, they being a manager in, it's the players that they'd like to name us and the Messi's that are controlling the dressing room and basically dictating if they, they play or not. And as we've it's... seen, as we've seen with Mikel with the Mesut Ozil situation, and yeah, most recently Aubameyang, he doesn't he doesn't suffer that. So it wouldn't work, and it wouldn't work out anyway. 
Mm. United are losing, which is hilarious. The fullback scored. <laughs> uh, it was the left back that scored as well. Hilarious, yeah. No, I mean, I don't. I'd, I'd be happy for them to get thrashed and go out. I, I don't. I don't worry oh, about really? having more games in the rest of the season. I just like them getting beat in full stop. Um, I don't see them leaving, to, especially to PSG. It's it's not. It's disorganised chaos at P- PSG. It's exactly the same. I see them as a very, very similar run club to Man United. We'll just try and go for the big names, throw them all together, hope for the best. Uh, there's no thought about their recruitment and the way that these players are going to gel. Uh, they, they just try and buy all the big names and hope that they win. Um, it's rub- uh, just, it'd be the worst move possible for him, but put it that way. Uh, I, I believe, anyway. But, uh, yeah, we'll call it a day there, guys. It's been a good show. A lot, lot to get through there. But thanks for your time, as always, and uh, look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you to everyone in the chat, as always. Um, some great comments in there. Thank you a lot, again, Stephen, uh, Russ, and Gary, all um, contributing in the chat. Please give us a like on the way out, as Gary's uh, asked you all to do. That would be fantastic. If you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe to the channel and obviously to, to Ryan's channel as well, the Mr. Arsenal podcast. Um, also, on the audio side of things, if you throughout the day, if you're out walking your dog, out doing your chores, at work, listen to the audio version of both of our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, all the usual ones, and uh, give us a rating at five stars so other people can find us as well. That would be really much appreciated. So, thank you again, Kunjan. See you next week. Good night, buddy. Thank you so much. Bang on form. Good to see you, Eddie. Absolutely bang on form. And Ryan... (laughs) Thank you very much again as well, mate. It's much appreciated. Yeah, thanks for the invite. And yeah, same again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, all welcome. Oh, and by the way, I just I never never remember to say it on the actual podcast, but thank you to you, Kunjan, for the new uh, logo that we've got, which is really, really smart. Oh, no, no. I really love the comments about it. So thank you very much for that. So once again, thank you, everyone. Thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Take care and goodbye. Come on, you gunners. Come on tomorrow. Come on, do us proud tomorrow, boys. Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel, and of course our YouTube channel. And whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon. Good morning and welcome to the Central Line. Just let you all know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham Hotspur are shit.